This week, from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. AT&T has a blimp, and it's a huge blimp. Also, they are back in court as AT&T customers are filing a lawsuit. Reddit looks back at 2019, and the findings may surprise you. The FCC says T-Mobile and Verizon are exaggerating about 4G. Plus, illegal robocallers could be charged. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Saturday, December 7th, 2019. My name is Kirk Corliss, and it's episode 46 of the GNC Week in Review podcast. Proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Excuse me. Thank you so much for tuning in. For this week's episode, if you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find in the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android, or on TuneIn, Spotify, or Stitcher. You have a comment, suggestion, want to say hi, be it social media or email, and it all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. We're going to jump in with the tech news stories from this week and from geeknewscentral.com. And this week's tech news uh, is a little light. Maybe it's because of the holiday season is upon us, but there is still tech news this week. And leading off this week is FirstNet, the nationwide broadband network for first responders being built with AT&T, just added a giant blimp, the 55 Aerostat, dubbed FirstNet 1 is meant to hover over disaster sites and provide wireless communication for first responders. AT&T says it will provide better coverage than FirstNet's other assets and will be able to remain in the air for longer. FirstNet 1 flies at 1,000 feet, which means it can cover more area than other solutions. Excuse me, it is fully operational in wind up to 50 miles per hour and it can withstand wind speeds of up to 70 miles per hour. It's able to remain airborne for up to two weeks before it needs some helium. And by using FirstNet 1 AT&T, we'll be able to deploy fewer smaller assets. AT&T and FirstNet test the blimp in Tuskegee, Alabama. It hasn't been sent to a disaster zone yet, but AT&T says it could be used in the event of hurricanes, flooding, or wildfires. FirstNet 1 will be able to offer FirstNet subscribers. More than 10,000 public safety agencies and organizations have signed up. The register.com Co.uk is reporting this week. Last month, the FCC finally reached an agreement with AT&T following a five-year legal battle in which the telco, telco Goliath argued successfully at one point that the government regular, regulator had no authority over it. The $60 million figure the FCC, FTC decided on was a little lower than the $100 million fine, $100 million fine its sister regulator, the FCC, had levied against at for screwing over people with quote unlimited data plans, while that all was going issue was going on with it, with the FTC. A group of AT&T customers were suing a network operator over the same beef. They are fuming over they are fuming after discovering their quote unlimited data plans were actually rather limited, in that that their connections were throttled after downloading more than two gigabytes in any given month. That consumer lawsuit, filed in a U.S. district court in California, was put on hold twice first on legal grounds, and then to see what happened with the FTC case. 
Now, this month, it is back up and running, and then customers want to know what information the FTC managed to drag out of AT&T in its lawsuit. AT&T, for its part, thinks that the FTC settlement should be at the end of the matter, as applied for the, quote, confidential information it gave to the FTC to remain sealed. It also told the judge in the consumer case that its angry customers are now happy following the FTC agreement, and there's no need for the case continues. Continue, excuse me. Those customers vehemently disagree and have accused AT&T of taking the words out of context by using, quote, partial, out of order, and out-of-context quotations. So what's at stake? Now, the uh, there's a filing from the consumers who stated, quote, in the filing, quote, the information in question, which is currently redacted in the public version, includes the number of eligible customers eligible, the number of eligible customers eligible for the $12 or $31 payments under the FTC agreement and information related to how the FTC calculated its assertion that the $60 million amount of the FTC agreement represents between 32% and 47% of the FTC's potential recovery for the FTC's FTC's claim. It notes that AT&T claims that the information is confidential, but also points out that the court in the FTC case has ordered the the federal regulator to explain its $60 million settlement. The filing also continues arguing, quote, the affected and aggrieved consumers have have the right to know the underlying basis for the FTC agreement as the court's as the court's order implicitly recognizes, including how many customers will be eligible for payments and and what amounts. And for the FTC's public claim of the supposed supposed percentage of potential FTC recovery, the FTC agreement monetary figure represents. Now, the consumers are notably frustrated with the FTC for not coming to its aid. The regulator is trying to stay neutral, telling the court that it has, quote, not taking a position on the issue, but the customers are not have any of it. Quote, respectively, the FTC should be insisting to AT&T, perhaps that it will, that the information will be filed publicly under the circumstances. AT&T has responded to the register when asked for comment, quote, even though it has been years since we applied this network management tool in a way described by the FTC, we believe this settlement is in the best interest of consumers. In a year-end retrospect- retrospective release on Wednesday, Reddit says its user base grew 30% this year to reach 430 million monthly active users as the end of October. Its users also contributed 199 million posts, 1.7 billion comments, and 32 billion upvotes. Last year, Reddit reported 330 million monthly active users bigger than Twitter. Monthly comments and monthly views were also up on an annual basis in 2019, with increases of 34%, 37%, excuse me, and 54%, respectively. The most upvoted post this year referenced Reddit's fundraiser, uh, fundraise, excuse me, led by China's Tencent, which in February led Reddit's $300 million Series D, valuing the site at $3 billion. Users were concerned at the time that the investment would lead to a Chinese censorship which led them to flood the site with images that would be forbidden in China. One of these, a photo of, quote, Tank Man at Tiananmen Square, then became the most upvoted post with 228,000 upvotes. Meanwhile, the most upvoted AMA, or Ask Me Anything post on the site, was with Bill Gates, 
which received 110,000 upvotes. Reddit also noted a number of trends across its more than 100,000 active communities, including sizable increases in the top 50 beauty and style communities, which grew 63-plus percent and 52% plus year-over-year, year respectively. The r-slash-skincare-addiction community was the most popular beauty community, reaching over 1 million subscribers. Wedding-focused Reddit communities also grew, with r-slash-weddings under 10K up by 109%. Excuse me, I had to take a drink. And r slash bridezillas up 852% year over year. Family and parenting communities grew by 80%, 87% year over year. The top food communities grew 35% year over year. And several spirits focused communities grew, like r slash tequila plus 99%, r slash whiskey plus 52%, r slash vodka 44 plus 44% r slash bourbon plus 27%, and r slash winemaking plus 16%. The top 50 fitness wellness communities grew by 30%. News was also a big focus on Reddit this year, with the top 50 news communities growing by 17% year-over-year. This year, top stories included Robert Mueller's hearings, the current impeachment inquiry, the Hong Kong protests, climate change, and more. r slash politics remain the top news community. Community. Elsewhere on the site, the top fifty the top fifty entertainment communities grew by twenty seven percent. The top fifty sports community sport sports communities grew thirty four percent, and the top gaming communities grew forty two percent. A bipartisan bill passed in the U.S. House of Representatives on Wednesday would require phone carriers to offer free robocall blocking free excuse me, to offer free robocall blocking services to customers and give the Federal Communication Commission and the Department of Justice permission to punish illegal robocallers. The Palome Thune Traced Act passed by a vote of 417 to 3 and will now move on to the Senate. Bill author Representative Frank Pallone Jr., who is a Democrat from New Jersey, said in a press release, quote, These calls are not just annoying. In a lot of instances, they are scams targeted at consumers. And unfortunately, these scams are becoming more sophisticated every day. All these scams are different, and there won't be a single silver bullet to fix them all. But the Plume Thune Traced Act attacks the problem from multiple angles. The bill will also require the FCC to work to stop one-ring scams and help the FCC and phone carriers trace and cut off trace and cut off suspected companies that sent out the vast number of legal calls. It would also protect patients, doctors, and hospitals from these calls. Uh, the excuse me. Um, Robert Fisher, Verizon senior senior vice president of federal government of federal government affairs, said in a statement, "Quote: Robocallers are officially on notice. The House of Representatives today scored a big win for consumers and businesses with the overwhelming and bipartisan passage of the Plone Thune Traced Act. This legislation will ensure widespread call authentication, the ability for end users to block any." any and all unwanted calls, and creates stronger enforcement mechanisms and increased penalties for the bad actors responsible for these annoying and harassing robocalls.
Verizon, T-Mobile, and U.S. Cellular, US Cellular exaggerate their 4G coverage in official filings to the Federal Communication Commission. This is where a FCC investigation found. But FCC officials confirm that Chairman Ajit Pai does not plan to punish the three carriers in any way. Instead, the FCC intends to issue an enforcement enforcement advisory to the broader industry, remind, reminding carriers, quote, of the penalties associated with filings that violate federal law. The FCC staff said in an investigative report that was released, Quote, overstating mobile broadband coverage misleads the public and can misallocate our limited universal service funds, and thus and thus it must be met with meaningful consequences. An FCC uh, spokesperson told ArsTechnica.com via email, quote, uh, based upon the totality of the circumstances, the investigation did not find a sufficiently clear violation of the MF. Two uh, or mobility fund phase two data collection requirements that warranted enforcement action. In a call with reporters, a senior FCC official said the commission staff was unable to determine whether the carrier's exaggerations were deliberate. The official said that the investigation did not establish a clear violation of the of a specific rule. The FCC official said that maps submitted by carriers were based on industry standard propagation models, and the FCC's own test made it clear clear that those industry models do not reflect on-the-ground experience. FCC officials didn't voluntarily bring up a topic of whether Verizon, T-Mobile, and U.S. Cellular will be punished for exaggerating coverage, but FCC officials confirmed that PI does not intend to take enforcement action in response to a question from a reporter during the press call and in response to a question from Ars Technica via email. But PI does agree with all the recommendations the FCC staff made in his report, including the recommendation to in- Including the in, including the recommendation to issue an enforcement advisory to the industry, while the FCC said it found no evidence of a violation of mobility fund rules, the commission has yet to determine whether carriers violated rules in a separate form in a separate form 477 data collection program. FCC staff made recommendations. One of them is quote the commission should analyze and verify the technical mapping data submitted to. Let me start over. I apologize. The commission should analyze and verify the technical mapping data submitted in the most recent Form 477 filings of Verizon, U.S. Cellular, and T-Mobile to determine whether they meet the Form 477 requirements. Staff recommends that the commission assemble a team with the requisite with the requisite expertise and resources to audit the accuracy of mobile brand coverage maps submitted to the commission. The commission should further consider seeking the commission should further consider seeking appropriations from Congress to carry out drive testing as appropriate, while form. While Form 477 currently affords providers significant discretion in determining the extent of their mobile broadband coverage, this discretion does not encompass reporting inaccurate mobile coverage across extended areas in which consumers cannot receive any wireless signal whatsoever. Airbnb has confirmed that will ban, quote, all that will ban all, quote, open invite house parties. This is where the company has said in a blog post, it will also provide a clear, quote, a clear and actionable enforcement framework for other issues, including excessive noise, unauthorized guests, unauthorized parking, unauthorized smoking, and major cleanliness concerns requiring excessive cleaning after checkout. Airbnb has always prohibited, quote, has 
always permitted, prohibited, excuse me, getting tongue-tied again here. <laughs> I apologize. Airbnb has always prohibited, quote, unauthorized house parties thrown without the consent of the host. However, it has now instituted a global ban on, quote, any event that the organizer opens up to anyone who wants to attend, such as gatherings advertised on social media. Uh, Trust uh, Airbnb's VP of Trust, Margaret Richardson, also says that anyone trying to circumvent the ban will be subject to, quote, consequences, including account suspension or removal from the platform. On top of that, Airbnb has also banned large parties in apartment buildings, condos, and other multifamily residences. The company said it would still allow, will allow authorized invitation-only parties in single-family home dwellings, quote, that respect the home, the host, house rules, and surrounding neighborhood. Plex is a company best known for helping people organize their own media collection is getting into streaming, where thousands of free movies, TV shows, extreme sports films, music documentaries, Bollywood musicals have been unlocked inside the Plex app. The ad-supported video-on-demand service is available to more than 200 countries to anyone with a free Plex account. There's no paid subscriptions, and it features content from major studios, including Metro Golden Mayor or MGM, Lionsgate Legendary, and Warner Brothers with movies, for example, American Ultra, Frequency, Lord of War, Rain Man, Raging Bull, The Terminator, Thelma and Louise, and Apocalypse Now all feature, with more movies set to be added in the future. Now, if you are already a Plex user, a new free-to-watch category will be unlocked using a movies and TV. Uh, excuse me, will be unlocked under a movies and TV on Plex sidebar item, allowing you to push it, allowing you to position it alongside your existing collections. If you have never used Plex before, it has apps on all major smart TVs and streaming boxes, meaning you can add it to your console, Roku, Apple TV. Amazon Fire TV and Android TV boxes, as well as iOS and Android devices. Plex's new offering doesn't come with a price, but it does come with ads. Even if you are a Plex Plus Plex Pass use subscriber, which unlocks numerous features for streaming and managing a personal collection, these new movies and TV shows will still be punctuated by ads. Plex says it will serve, quote, only about one-third the amount of ads due spectrum cable television. And while that some movies and TV shows will be geo-restricted, the, quote, vast majority of content will be available worldwide. Keith, uh, Keith Valerie Plex, CEO, says, quote, Plex was born of a passion for media and entertainment and offering free ad-supported premium movies and TV shows is just the latest step in our mission to bring all of your favorite content together in one place. What started more than a decade more than a decade ago as a passion project to make accessing media on connected devices easier has evolved into the most comprehensive streaming platform in the industry used by millions of people around the world. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'll take a quick quick drink of some refreshment. And finally, in the GNC WIR, what's trending this week? Over on Google Trends, trending last week at number one with 10 million searches, Walmart. Trending on Twitter today at number five with 147,000 tweets. Anthony Joshua, and lastly, trending on YouTube at number one with 40 million views, 
YouTube Rewind 2019. And that is the tech news of this week. So again, a little light on the tech news. I'm sorry, but a lot didn't happen. <laughs> um, thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com and tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com forward slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then this podcast, Friday evening at gncweekly.com, where you can be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app for your latest episode. You have a comment, you have a thought, love to say hi, love to hear from you all, be it social media or email, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Gmail, that all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. If you want to find out what I'm doing nowadays, please be sure to give me a follow. I am on, on Twitter. I am at Kirk Corliss, which is spelled K-I-R-K-C-O-R-L-E-S-S. So please be sure to give me a follow. Now I'm back next week for another episode of the GNC Week in Review podcast. Till then, so long. <laughs>